This episode is brought to you by Lola Kuule Tortolero Lasky and Cynthia McPeak. Thank you for your generous donation and support for this podcast. Patna. Yes. Would you rather have a five-minute conversation with your past self or a five-minute conversation with your future self? Mm. I'd rather have a five-minute conversation with my future self. Mm. Yeah. Why? Why your future self? Hmm. Um. I think I'd rather have a conversation. This is a really good question, by the way. Oh my gosh! Thank you. Because I was contemplating, should I? I think I would rather have my past help, but then again, I don't really need to talk to my past. It's my future I need to talk to. So, um, yeah, I think my talk Excuse to me. the future is is just giving them that conversation of what I learned from my past, you know? So it's like all the tools of what you need to move forward because this is what I learned and this is what you will not do anymore because you've learned from it. So, mm. and yeah, so I think that's just a, I would rather talk to my future. So I wouldn't want, cause I have more past experience to give to them and tools to now leave them in a better place to where they won't have to make those mistakes anymore. They won't have to relive those horrible experiences. They can just move forward and excel and thrive quicker and faster. Do you think your future self would already know that? I don't know. I, w I would like to say yes, but I don't, I don't know. Just in case. Huh? Yeah. I feel like our past is, is our biggest teacher and we need our past for our future. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like I would, I wouldn't be where I am right now if I didn't have a, such a crazy past. Right. So yeah. So I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. Can I, you off a hey, I, I wish I could have <laughs> sat with it. Cause I like to process that's going to, that would have, Hey, let's, I probably would have, I don't know. Let it marinate, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're, just because you answered it the way you did right now don't mean it got to stay it, the same. Yeah, maybe it might change. Cause maybe I, That's the whole point, right? It's just like, I know it's a deep-ass question, but yeah. we got to just give our immediate response. Because if I, if I talk to my past, it's, I don't know, for me it's like, it doesn't really matter really because the past already happened. Mm -hmm. So I don't really need to speak to that place. But I can speak to the future now. Mm. You know, because that, that's a place that's, coming to you know it's about it's about to happen or it hasn't happened yet or it will happen so there's still hope in kind of changing and shifting what could come to pass versus what can't you know yeah so look at you with your deep ass question this early in the morning <laughs> i can't stand you i'm over here coming with all these perverted what if, and you come over here with these deep things thought-provoking <laughs> questions well you know I'm always thinking about shut your ass up. You nasty shit and all that. So it's not, you know, that's not too far of a stretch. But <laughs> I could get deep too, you know. Well, what's what are what about you? Well, this question, I mean, it makes me think about. Um, Were you high when you're thinking? <laughs> Where are you? Nah, this. I mean, this question makes me think about something that RuPaul always asks oh. um, the contestants on RuPaul's Drag Race, the ones that make it to like the final four or five, you know, like the the. Um, Towards the finale, uh, RuPaul will always hold up a picture of the contestants 
you know, in their younger years, like three to five or 10 or whatnot, and always ask, what would you say to the young, um, you know, the younger you? Mm. And those answers are always so like deep and, and really thought provoking that, you know, you can't help but get emotional. And so this one reminds me of that because it's always like, or I think... I would want to talk to my younger self. Right, yeah. And even if I were able to have just a five-minute conversation, I think I would want, I would probably go back to certain points in my life that were, you know, um, where there was, like, trauma right, yeah. or whatnot and just, like, give myself the, the like, talk or the confidence to be to say, like, hey, this shit is about to happen. You need to... Um, you're going to be okay. Mm. You're going to be strong. You're going to have these crazy ass thoughts. You're going to think about taking your own life. Yeah. Um, And, you know, like just, I'm here to tell you to, to be strong that it's going to be all right. Right. Because I think having to have lived through those moments, right. right, Like it could have gone like things could have gone yeah. One of two ways. Yeah, right? that's true. Um, and I th- and I think having had that whisper or or like to have that conversation would have been. Yeah, it would be. <clears throat> it would be dope, right? Like I don't know. That's true. I I don't want to talk to my future self necessarily because I don't know. Who knows what it? Yeah. What it holds, but the past has happened. Yeah. And I mean, you know, people say, "Oh, I would, I wouldn't change anything." Yeah. And, da, da, da. and while that's true, I would, you know, at least just like want to have that. I would like pump myself up, you know, yeah. and encourage myself. Or I'd have went back to my five, you know, if for five minutes I could talk to my old self, I'd be like, "Look, put that cheeseburger down. <laughs> bro. Put that double cheeseburger down. Put that burrito down." Stay like, stay your look. ass home. Don't go out <laughs> with your friends. You know, you know what they're about, to, about to get into. Jump right now. Don't. Don't go out. You know, I could have, there could have been so many instances where it was like, if I could just talk to myself for five minutes, maybe it could prevent things, could have prevented something in the long run. Yeah. So this is, this is how I see it. I feel like, not what I, it's not, I feel, I see it as, um, without those experiences, whether good or bad, like, you know, there's a part of me that would, would have love to have a conversation with my old self but I'm glad I didn't you know I'm glad no one was there to even give me a teachable moment because that helped shape and groom who I am Mm -hmm. now mentally you Mm -hmm. know and like it really kind of helped grow me um it helped uh it helped me not to be so self you know dependent you know on people and I don't know. I just feel like a lot of from trauma to mistakes, like I am glad and very grateful for each and every one of those experiences because it really helped me to be where I am now, even for someone who is still, you know, um, walking and trying to even um, treat my PTSD, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm. Although I get pissed off at times for all the traumas that, that that I've experienced throughout life, it's I'm very grateful because of like the things that I'm 
now practicing because I know if I didn't have, if I was never diagnosed with PTSD, I would have never been in a place where I'm like super passionate about meditation, about, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to look deeper into my spirituality, you know, and I, I would have never been into that. And I love it now, you know, I find myself doing things that I would have never done if I was never, if I didn't experience certain things, you know, so that like, I don't know. I'm 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 still kind of sticking to my future, but I totally get what you're saying though, because I look at my past and I like there was never that voice, there was never that person that that pulled me to the side, mm-hmm. said begs, don't you know like you you put you put you'll push through, don't worry, you know like I wish I would have had that mentor coach, D boy out here in San Mateo <laughs> County, you know the voice, the community worker that you know. <laughs> A jungle. I wish I had somebody that really could have pulled me in and took me under the wing and like helped groom me to the person that, you know, probably could have been a greater person. But experiences like Pharrell, there was this quote that um, your failures are is um, is like is a research is an experience of research and development. That's what Pharrell said, you know, so all your failures. Yeah, (laughs) right. That's for real. That's 100 right there. So, you know. It's a great question. It's a deep question. Yeah, I was over here examining our lives. <laughs> I mean, it's real shit. I mean, because even to that point about failure being uh, research and development yeah. is so true because I was just having this conversation with my aunt about how, you know, like we pour so much into our, you know, our young, our younger generations and like wanting better for them in life and better than what we had. And, you know, are the younger folks are still people they're still yeah. individuals and um still have the freedom to like choose uh to choose to do different things in their right. life and right and things may not pan out the way we want it for them um and there there could be a lot of disappointment and a lot right, of depression yeah. and a lot of um you know f- feelings of failure failure mm-hmm. um but I think overall, the most important thing is that our young people are well, mm-hmm. right? And that they're, they're still alive, they're still breathing, and that we all fumble yeah. and we all make mistakes. And that doesn't have to be the moments that define us. Right. And that, you know, like to think about, okay, you set out to do one thing and it went another way. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's just a lesson learned. That's research and development, yeah. as you said. And so... That's that's some real shit because we have to go through life and experience these things and learn from them to help us grow. Yeah. Whew. All, right. All that from would uh, would you rather? <laughs> Danny boys, <laughs> deep ass. Would you rather? What it do, It's your host D Boy. Welcome to For the Cultures. Yes, and I'm one of your hosts, Bex Bumbo. And we hear y'all. Thank you so much for. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Shoot. Thank you so much for your patience. Yes. We had to uh, take last week off because we had. I was in the Bahamas. <laughs> and I was in Trinidad. <laughs> now we had to take care of some uh, important family matters. Yeah. And you know we was trying to to schedule schedule it in to where we could still do this, but you know right, yeah. When we're in control of things, we can make the decision to say, hey, you know what, like let's just take care right. of our family stuff right now. It's important, and we're not in the right space, and so we just needed to take 
that time off so we could be with family. And uh, y'all know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome. But we miss y'all. Yeah, we missed y'all. <laughs> welcome back. We kind of feel off because we haven't been here in two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, it's been about two weeks. And so, you know, we just. Since our last conversation with Ty. Yeah, which was a dope, dope episode. Yes. Shout out to Ty. Thank you for all that you do, brother. <laughs> um, what, what you like to call Ty is like, he's trash. <laughs> like, <damn. laughs> Y'all did you guys argue? <laughs> like, nah, I think it's just, you know, we uh, we, we were able to kick it and hang yeah. out. And it was like, you know, just a regular, regular sh- person <laughs> yeah. too, you know, like, and that's how I always want to be seen, even though, because people will always say, oh, you know, D-Boy, he went, he went to USC and yeah. he does this and he does that, does community work. Yeah, but I'm still trash too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like, not to be held on a pedestal, right. but just to be at one, you know, yeah. to, to be at eye level with everybody. Okay. So, um, but you know, before we get into this episode, yes, um, especially because it's trying times right now, we just uh, want to get grounded and want to get centered in the episode before we chop it up and yeah. get into all the, all the specs. So, Bex, <laughs> that rhymed a little bit. You like that? <laughs> How that rhymed? Okay. <laughs> I'm a part-time rapper. I'm a ghostwriter. <clears throat> but would you mind blessing us? Yeah. Blessing this episode and grounding us on time, partner? No problem. All right. Um, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for everything you've given and bestowed upon us. We are grateful. We sit here with hearts of gratitude and thankfulness just for existing and breathing thank you for the air that we breathe. We thank you for the food that you always prepare on the table, the clothes on our back, the family, the people that are around us. We thank you for it all. And we just pray that you just bless our listeners, bless everyone who is listening right now, anybody who is just going about their day. Lord, if there's anyone who is just ha- has a heavy weight upon them right now or is just feeling like just... The weight of this world is on them. We just pray that you just lift that weight right now and just um, let let their yoke be easy right now. We're grateful that you are just literally a prayer away that we can always call on you when things are heavy. And things have been heavy for us these last few weeks. And we just pray that you just make, you just help us alleviate this, the weight of this burden. And that, and and we're speaking to everyone as a whole, as a, for our listeners and for just us, Danny Boy and I. We pray for a blessing over this podcast, over this episode. Let every word that comes out, that come out of our mouths, be edifying, be encouraging, be empowering, and uplifting. And we just pray just for that one listener to just walk away feeling super encouraged and super changed and just super empowered to want to just do something greater than what they're doing already so we just pray a blessing we just release love we release joy and we release happiness in your mighty name we pray amen <sighs> thank you thank you oh i uh, felt that <laughs> hi we need it yeah i needed that thank you bex thank you breathe <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> I didn't even want the bro to come out as rough as I did earlier. Yeah. That that uh that prayer really took me into a 
a good space where I was just mm. like, bruh. I know. <laughs> uh, something that I've uh, been noticing this week that yeah. I was really paying attention to was um, Joss Stone. Oh. Have you have you seen the videos? Of course. Yeah, Joss Stone. I seen first. I found out because a lot of folks were posting it. Yeah. And so I finally went to her page, and I was just looking at like, what is she doing all over the islands? <laughs> like, I seen a video of her singing in Tongan. Oh, I didn't see that one. You didn't see that one? No. And then I seen a video of her singing in Psalm One. With Lonely. <laughs> was it Lonely? Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, then I just I went on her page, and I seen she was going all over the Pacific performing you know like i guess it's an international tour okay or whatnot but she was going all over oceania she was in tuvalu fiji i oh. think she went to uh papua new guinea she went to um yeah she went to Tonga and samoa okay i'm sure she's gonna continue on but when i you know when i first caught wind of it i was like oh shit Okay, that's Josh Stone. I haven't heard from her in a minute. I know, right? I know. And then I started to listen, and I was like, "Oh shit, she's singing, she's singing island songs." Mm-hmm. And then I was li- I was listening, and she sound she sound really good, right? I like, know, right? She sound an- better than me. Enunciating <laughs> the like, words correctly. How is she singing t- uh, Tui Lunga. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, <laughs> right? She's just killing it, right? Because <laughs> she was, you know, jam. It was like she was sitting there. Having um, a jam in the session, session yeah. right? The jam session with folks, just like how we always, you know, when we get together, we just chilling, singing or trying to sing for right, some of us. Because yeah. you know, I, you know, I think I could sing when I'm drunk. Yeah, I know that's everybody. <laughs> but it was dope just to see Josh Stone, and and then I started to think about it because here comes that that critical mind, right? That Whoa, cri- what? that what? critical thought of like, yo, this white woman <laughs> I knew it. is just sitting here. Singing our shit, <laughs> and I so I started to, singing it better. So then, and singing it better, and then I started to like, like, uh, almost criticize it, mm-hmm. and then I had to take a step back and really peep the situation. Right, like, it, she doesn't seem to be doing it in a intrusive kind of way. Mm. She doesn't seem to be doing it in a disrespectful way, and so I started to think to myself, like, bro, why are you being, you know, like. So critical off top. Mm. And and then I sat with that with just thinking, you know, so many times, you know, colonizers come. Right, and yeah. Just think about colonization, mm-hmm. right? And just mm-hmm. attributing that to every every person. Yeah, I but see. I wanted to sit with that and and not automatically attack her for that, right? right. Or like put that on her. Yeah. But I also didn't know how to I guess I didn't well not do it not wanting to do that I just allowed myself to sit with it because I didn't want to just go in and go there mm. <clears throat> without having like all my shit straight you know and so if you didn't have all your shit straight where would you go like where would your mind go like just I, well what I was thinking about was that argument in itself right like okay here's a Palangi woman Sitting with the island folks, mm. um, she you know appropriating our culture, but she's not appropriating it. Yeah, you know. So I really, I really started to think about the arguments, and I started to um, ask my ask those thoughts or those questions. 
I started to ask myself the reverse of it, right? Mm. Well, how is she doing the appropriating? How is she being disrespectful? And that's how I came to the the realization of like, yo, she's not, I mean, in my eyes, she's not. Right. Right. And so like really having this critical conversation with myself right. before putting my thoughts out there into the world and then just going, you know, having like a, a text war or, you know, right. what, do they, what do they call that when you're battling on the keyboard? Like a, <laughs> like a keyboard argument with folks about my one thought and like wanting to just defend that. Mm. I really sat with myself I see, I see it. Yeah. and that critical thought because because she was Palangi. Yeah. Because she was in the Pacific, because she was Had she not been Palangi, how would you how would you have felt? What what if she was Asian or what if she was Uli? Well I think I don't know. You don't know? I don't know how I would would have reacted. I think it was maybe I would have reacted differently, maybe not. It's all speculative. <laughs> <laughs> but the you know, just the real deal was that it's Joss Stone and Yeah. She's Balangi. Yeah. At least Balangi presenting because I started to question myself and was like, Maybe she's mixed. Maybe I but she ain't got nothing, yeah. Yeah. But then it was like, you know, I got relatives that look like that and and then I started I just started to like think so critically to myself. And really debating myself or even, you know, like just having that conversation with myself. And what, you know, while that was what I felt, I really appreciated what she was doing yeah, because of just her, her um, coming to, you know, different, different countries, different islands and like wanting to be with the people. Yep. Yeah. And literally blend in and immerse herself in the in the the community. You know, uh-huh. she she. I really loved how somebody that we know she's pretty at a she's at a pretty decent high caliber. You know, and I look at someone like her and like, wow, you came among the people. You know, like that's very humbling. You know, it's just. We have our own PI artists that can't even come among our people and do those things, you know. And this is Joss Stone, who is, uh, to me, you know, she has a a greater platform and she's able to come and really sit among them and learn the trade. Some of the things I saw her, like, kind of weaving. um, Did you see? Oh, yeah, she was decorating some of the the stuff for the the concert that night. Yeah, and and that was... um, I don't know. I really, I really love when people just come in and just make themselves live as um, a native. You know, don't do nothing. Don't try to change nothing. But just come and come as a student. You know, it looked like she really came yeah. to learn mm-hmm. and to embrace a culture that she was not really aware of. Maybe she, I'm sure she was anticipating to be really educated and just she was she looked hungry to to me she looked like she wanted to learn a culture a yeah. people yeah and yeah just yeah i could see i totally see your views but my view was a little bit different only because it's just i'm i'm not i'm not really familiar with Josh stone's music so i mean it's been a minute you know she hasn't she's not an artist that has yeah. been in the scene or in in the news Shit for a minute, yeah. You know, so that's what was, else was interesting was that I was like, "Where the fuck did Josh Stone come from?" I know because it's been a minute, and I was like, "Did she marry somebody Islander?" 
Was she fucking that's, with somebody? Like how? Like how did this? That's a good question. How did this all come to be? I don't understand. But the beautiful. I mean, like what I take away from it is the beauty of her, like sitting amongst the folks, sitting in these jam sessions, and killing it, mm. right? And like not not being someone who is standing up and like being the center of a uh, center of attention, but sitting with the folks and harmonizing. Yeah. Having the melody and her voice still coming out, but like blending with, you know, everyone else's voice. It, it was I just, know. I could really see the, the beauty in it. And I would love to. That's a good s- question, though, that she just posed right now. It's like. How did that all of, come to yeah, be? Yeah. Well, what was the motive? And, it, you know, what were your intentions of. What was the intent? Yeah. Traveling to the Pacific. I, I'm curious now, like, why the Pacific? You know, if there's anywhere. You can go anywhere in this world for visibility and exposure, especially for the platform that you already have. Why the Pacific? We, like, are not really visible, you know? So it's like, you're not probably not going to get too much visibility as far as, like, whatever you're... If you're trying to create a great platform, mm-hmm. why the, the Pacific? That's a great question. Now I want to go <laughs> and ask. Well, well here's, some, uh, here's some spice and some shade. Because um, as I was thinking critically about, you know, the whole thing with Jostone... I was like, thinking, noticing to myself. I was like, okay, she's pronouncing, she's pronouncing those words in Tongan. Uh, she's doing the singing very well, right? She's okay. She don't sound like, um, you know how people can butcher a yeah. language. Yeah. She don't sound like that I at mean, all. Yeah. For the Samoan one, she did really well. I know. Right. And I was just thinking to myself, like, damn, she's pronouncing. She's pronouncing Islander words better than The Rock. I know. Oh, my gosh. Better than me and The Rock. I'm just going to say it. But that's real. Right? You said me and The (laughs) Rock. (laughs) I'm letting y'all know. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm growing. But, yeah. All I was thinking about was The Rock. Because, you know, like, how The Rock has been... Has been scrutinized for... Mr. Chihu. Yeah, Mr. Chihu. Mr. Sawia. But, it, it, but you're right. She, I would. That was something I was just thinking about. I was throwing shade a little bit towards the rock. Was like she's pronouncing this shit better than the rock. That's a damn shame. Josh Stone over here making, making the rock look like a donkey. <laughs> Good job, girl. <laughs> We're proud of you, girl. I, we see you, girl. That's my brother. I was just <laughs> tripping off of Josh Stone. I'm like, damn. I don't know. <laughs> Josh Stone was good. You you can share your feelings about it later. <laughs> All right, y'all. So our ICU this week, it goes out to two incredible women who have been putting in work in our community for a minute. Epi Almavai and Fangamisa of Samoan Solutions. We just want to say I see you. Samoan Solutions is a nonprofit organization based in San Mateo County, and their mission is to enhance the quality of life for Samoan people. They recently have just put on a, pro- a production um, called Fangongo Osamoa, mm, yeah. which is based on the writings of Sia Figuel. And uh, they just completed their second year. And they... Um, That's dope. Yeah. It, I, the first one they did last year at Skyline, and then this year they did it at um, El Camino High School. And just the amount of work that has gone into it, you know, it's it's a... 
it's definitely a community production. How do they go about casting? Do you have to know the language? Do you have to be fluent in the language to be a part of the cast? Um, that I'm not sure, but I don't think so. Oh, you know, because wow. they 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 do they put out the casting call to the community, um, and they try to really encourage folks to come be a part of it, right? Because it's a community led yeah. uh, space, and so it really takes the people that is so, of the community so to, yeah. to put in um, their their time and their dedication to make this come about. And so I, I know that they've had folks who were, I think maybe even not Samoan, be a part of it. And they really, wow. te- it's, it's a way to teach, you know, um, culture. I love it, yeah. It's a way to um, educate, mm-hmm. yeah. And they also, they also have um, used the play to fold in their work with their Lumina'i Education I love Award, it. which is a scholarship that they've been doing since they've been Come on. active for the past like nine, ten years. I love it. Wow. Yeah, and they've been going strong all these years with, um, you know, gaining donations from different corporations, but right. also um, donations from the community. You know, just really encouraging folks to put in their... Uh, their donations to this to this fund to help our young scholars right and i i'm i forgot how the money is is uh given out yeah but i believe it's to young Samoan students who are going into like a private um private uh high school oh wow or private middle school i mean it's 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 pretty dope how uh however they do it but they've been doing it for so long that you know, I hope it it continues to flourish. That is so cool. Um, and just feed the community, you know, yeah. and it just, from what I have known throughout the years and working with them is that it, it really was just something they wanted to do. Yeah. There was a need in the community and they wanted to help solve the issue, right? Hence their name, Samoan Solutions. Come on. Right? Being an entity to I love it. be a solution to the community. Right. So. These women have been really putting in a lot of great work and they've folded in their children yeah. into these spaces and they've always been a That's part of the work amazing. where they, you know, really just nurture and, yeah. and help continue on their legacy of giving back to their community. And Kiana came, this is the one that Kiana recently flew yeah, out for, Yeah, Kiana right? recently uh, was in town for Fango Samoa. Was she a part of it? She was. She, was uh, she helped out, I think, you know, in the background and just also came for support. That is so... Because uh, she's related to both Epi and Fanga and so... Nice. And that was also um, Ty's little one minute of shine, right? He just <laughs> ran out. Were you there when, when he did that? Yeah. Oh I didn't know gosh. he was going to be there. Uh, um and I didn't know his sister Ono was going to be in it too. So it was really cool to see uh, her be a part of it and then to see Ty come in and also support. There was a lot of great folks who were a part of the production so cool. uh, for Samoa, And so it really did take, you know, the, the village to help put this on. And it was just a reminder of how needed these types of representations are for us and our people, Absolutely right? right. Not even just Samoan, right? But like, I would love to see all kind of Pacific Islander stuff I be know. put on, right? Just the arts. Right. Mm-hmm. Just the arts. So hopefully this is something that we can continue to cultivate. Nonetheless, we just want to say Epi Almavai and Fanga Misa of Samoan Solutions. I see you. Ooh, 
It is API Heritage Month. Oh my gosh. It is also Mental Health Awareness Month. And yes. so I just want to say happy API Heritage Month mm. and happy Mental Health Awareness Month to everyone out there. Um, that's something we sh- I should have did in the beginning of the episode. But nonetheless, I was on my way here to the yeah. studio and just thinking about, man, how do I, how do I, talk about this right. like how do how do we how do we how do we have this conversation about api heritage month and it just wasn't something that was on my heart mm. for right now right. at least you know in terms of kind of breaking down what that means um the what's actually been on my heart as of recently was just thinking about life and death mm right and how damn <laughs> i know it's it's pretty morbid but like just just to set context right and set the set the tone of the conversation is that um was it last it was the 3rd mm-hmm. i think it was may 3rd which was a friday uh, we just had healing paint right right just coming off of celebrating my birthday actually celebrating my birthday all month um Um, but just coming off of celebrating my birthday celebrating um healing paint you know we we were out and having a good time and then it was it was like the wee hours of the morning saturday morning and i got a call from my sister just like distraught and and checking in with me about um our family member, our young cousin, my mm. young nephew. I, you know, it's it's a weird, it's a weird thing because of the age difference. But yeah, um, yeah, my my nephew cousin, I'll call him. Yeah, <laughs> my nephew cousin Exodus um, had got shot at a party and was not and was pronounced dead. And in Carson, in Carson, yeah, mm. in L.A. And my sister was trying to get a hold of me, but you know I was a little faded and was ignoring her call. And mm-hmm. I just finally called her back because I was like, "Oh, okay, something's got to be up," because she was calling hella times. And picked up the phone. She was she was like, "Hey, I heard something about Exodus. I don't know." There were some folks from Carson over where she is because she's in Washington, and she was saying that they just started. Uh, you know, breaking down, crying, mm. talking about Exodus, not X. And so I called, um, I called my aunt in LA and she picked up the phone and she was on the scene. Mm. Uh, they was waiting, they was waiting to recover his body. You know what I mean? Oh and, gosh. and that shit was a trip where I was just like, you know, breaking down, crying and like just thinking mm. about how young he is, thinking about, how how um how sudden mm. that what you know just like unexpected that's the word i was looking for how unexpected just like you know just in disbelief mm. and for the, her pick for the fact that my aunt picked up the phone and we were just having that a moment of like sobbing you know what i mean and just yeah. wailing and crying and just just getting the confirmation that he he was actually 
gone. Right. You know what I mean? It was just so fucking heartbreaking. And so, you know, went through all of that. The next day I had to be in Santa Cruz uh, for the motivation conference to put on a workshop with Teresa. My goodness. And, you know, I had a commitment, so I had to I had to go. While carrying While over car- those emotions. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. And so really just trying to be present and carry on the workshop, which I did. And at the same time, I'm planning with my, my dad and with Maple, like figuring out like, yo, we got to figure out what to do. We need to go down there just to, you know, be with the family real quick, support. Um, and so after, after I was finished over there at Santa Cruz, I shot, shot over to them, met up, and we just shot to L.A., Wow. Had nothing, no bags packed, you know. Nothing. Nothing, just went out there and to be with family. Right. Um, and we did like a very quick turnaround. We got out there, got to visit with the family, and then went to go get some shut-eye, came back and was visiting some more and just, you know, just being there, just trying to be present before we had to head back up here. And just, you know, just having all that time to reflect Mm. and think about life and death and then come back yeah. and a few days later my my brother and his lady they have their their baby right they have their um they have my my beautiful niece who was born on the 8th <laughs> and just thinking about how this new precious life has been brought into this world so and all the responsibility and things like that you know just i just really been in this space about thinking about life and death and that's really what has been on my heart um and so i just wanted to bring that to the table because i know that that's why you were out as well as you were out dealing with um the loss of a loved one and just how it happened to be at the same Same time time, where we needed you know we needed that moment that Mm -hmm. break which is why we were out you know last week is we was taking care of that we was taking care of the the grief of um losing our loved ones yeah yeah because i think i mean one i'm geez i'm definitely my heart and i'm sure our listeners hearts that goes out to you and your family you know this that was a huge tragic loss in your family during your birthday week during time where you're you know you have all these commitments like I have a question I, I want to ask in that is that how were you were you even conscious of your of yourself throughout that whole time of finding out that you just lost a nephew cousin um like were you conscious of like your emotions and like just kind of like were you were you acknowledging the grieving the loss was it was it a shock like do you go in shock when you hear things because i i'm he- i'm hearing that you just go still in in i still got to do this mm-hmm. i got to go see family but where in that was the process and the sitting with your emotion feeling did you even have those moments i think i think uh just holding it the whole time I think I was holding it the whole time. Not holding it in, but just like the grieving and the processing was all a part of every move I was making um, at that time and still am, right? Because it's it's not over, Yeah. right? I mean, I just just recently was watching um, 
one of my family's um, Instagram stories, and they were showing the the spot on the news about the vigil they just had for Exodus, and even to hear his mom, of Anisha, you know, just speak encouraging words on the segment and to speak about forgiveness, you know, of the shooter. Um, and just to, just to realize, damn, this is a reality, is that he was... He was murdered. Right. You know what I mean? Did did it have any enemies that were that 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 his parents were aware of? Um oh my gosh. So it's you know, it's still like just holding everything while still um still moving forward, right? Yeah. Like this this whole idea of grieving on the go. Yeah. That's which, it right there. Which we've talked about in previous episodes. Episodes because that there was that time last year where it was just losing everybody yeah back uh, to con- back back to yeah. back consecutively and um sorry i know i'm like going all around your question but i felt what i noticed about my emotions at that time was that when i got the call and just being out i can't believe how much i allowed myself to be um vulnerable like what I mean by that is that when I got the call, I was, thank God one of my brothers was there um, because I was with a bunch of friends too and a bunch of folks I just met, but I was bawling, like like wailing. And I, after the fact, I was thinking to myself, like, I can't believe I just uh, let it all out like that. Mm. Because, you know, like folks were outside, folks were whatnot, and and I was just like, every everybody didn't even matter they 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 disappeared and i was just um you know just crying right over the fact of that news and being able to like talk to my aunt talk to my family about you know just like sharing the the news and mind you we're all on fucking facetime right <laughs> we're facetime we're on facetime grieving with each other and crying and like all this shit is happening and it's like what what can you do in these moments right yeah. and so like once I, I let it out I you know I went back in and it's just kind of still I mean not still just kind of still right still right and kind of numb and even the next day at U, UC Santa Cruz I was still numb I bet and 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 thinking about like this vicious cycle that so many of our young men get caught up in of um yeah. being shot and killed right and yeah. for stupid reasons you know somebody could be hating on somebody and they shoot them somebody could be from a different hood and they shoot them yeah wearing a different color they shoot them you know just all this like fucking trigger happy ass shit and i was just thinking about his how young he is i know exodus was 19 whole his whole life ahead of him that boy was fly, you know what I mean? He I know, he could have so handsome. He he was uh on his way to becoming, you know, some kind of model, maybe Amber Combie and Fish. I don't know. <laughs> he was so handsome. Yeah, you know, and just just thinking just thinking about that and uh, it's just devastating. I bet. Yeah. So I think sorry, again, to answer your question, it's grieving on the go, really, and just being numb because of being so use to this type of uh situation situation right but the emotions still hit 
pretty hard. You know what I mean? Right. And I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm just one of many. There's, you know, all the, all the young folks in the family that are from his generation and his age group. You know, all the aunties and uncles, and of course his grandparents, his parents, his aunties who were like, you know, mothers to him, like, just everybody, so impacted in their world, flipped upside down. I just right. want to send a real quick shout out to yeah. my uncle Trent and Venetia mm. um Exodus's parents and the whole Foycia family, you know, all my love and light to to you all. Yeah. Wow. Just I don't know. You have to take a minute and really sit with your feelings on that one, D boy, because and I'm listen. I'm talking to the listeners, not D boy. I was talking to D boy earlier, but now I'm talking to talking to the listeners. I had to tell D boy that we have to cancel because D boy still wanted to record that week, <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, text me saying, okay, hey, would you, you know, like let's push it for another, you know, like later on in uh, that the evening that we were supposed to record, and I said, D boy, he, I mean, he's he's very goal-oriented task-oriented so it's just like life hits him but he still has to he's just so used to just doing the things that he passionately loves and all every commitment that he he's he commits to he's just he he, he just refuses to like break him and it's like i had to like tell d-boy Listen, like I know I have a loss, you know, it is one of my good friends' mom that passed away, but this one, your loss is a much greater loss because this one is an actual relative and this, the way that you, you know, how you lost your nephew, cousin is, is a devastating loss and you definitely need time. Let alone, it's your birthday week, so this is more, so, so I was hoping it, it would be more of a celebratory week for you, you know, instead mm-hmm. of something this heavy hitting you. So it was one of those tough call, easy calls for me. I had to tell you, but listen, we're not going to do this. We're going to take this break. Our listeners and our, you know, they will have, you know, they will totally understand that, hey, we needed this break for this reason. And, you know, I feel like we have to learn how to take care of ourselves and have to learn how to, you know, stop, you know, like not be afraid to break commitments for the sake of like family and priorities. You know, right. like I know that we are very devoted and committed to what we love and do, but when it comes to family, like there's no, there's no, you know, there's no negotiation for that. Like I'm like anything I'm cutting it. Like D boy, yeah. this is it. Like we're, we're not moving nowhere. I, I'm, I need a few weeks. We're not recording. Like <laughs> I need my head, right. I need my family, right. Like we got to get this. It's very important that we focus on the ourselves and the, and this time and the space we need to recover and to do whatever it is to grieve, to mourn, but, you know, being how this is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, I kind of want to, you know, have a discussion focus around that. You know, like, mm. how can we better take care of ourselves? Because we have been conditioned to keep going. Right. You know, when the loss comes, go straight from loss to follow love is family, get ready, you know, and 
this is going to be an ongoing conversation because we seem to always have these come back to these these type of discussions of like what is the fucking cure to this madness you know mm-hmm. it's like we're losing ourselves you know we're losing sleep we're losing our health you know our health is declining we're you know we tend to you know we we tend to fall back in old habits to like drinking or just doing shit that we shouldn't be doing because we don't know how to cope well and it's like what what needs to be done you know like how do we shift from that because it's hard because i know that if i had a if it was my nephew Mm -hmm. i can't tell you right now d-boy that i'm gonna sit here and i'm gonna you know process i'm gonna cope you know like i'm going to talk to a friend and i'm going to you know heal the right way i you know or cope with it the right way i can't sit and tell you that because i probably won't because shit hits shit hits people differently you know always but what advice would you give yourself and this is a hard question d-boy but what advice would you give yourself in the in the moment the situation that you're in what advice would you give yourself like hey this you know like this try this way or this these are some tools to help you cope or like just what advice would you Mm -hmm. give yourself for someone who's going through what you're dealing with right now i mean you know i I know we're all dealing with something yeah right now and i mean with how you cope and how you process, what advice would you give you? Is it, do you do you think that is a healthy way of coping and grieving and what? Which way? Like how you um, are just constantly on the go and the go and process as you go. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the way in which many of us are conditioned because exactly you know what you were saying in terms of us canceling the show last week. It did make me think about how I'm always in this like mode of productivity right and having to produce and create especially because of commitment and and whatnot and really when you when you made the call last week for us to just say hey let's cancel it like I did feel like I could breathe Mm. a bit you know I mean I felt I could breathe more because of trying to like schedule everything out and make it back in time so that we can do the recording and whatnot because I'm so fixated on like Knocking these things out, right? Making sure that we stay committed and that so we're so task oriented. Yeah. yeah, very task oriented and very like we got to put this shit on. Yeah. And when you made the call, I, I felt like such a sense of relief. Wow. Because I couldn't make it for myself, you know, because I'm maybe because I was in the mode of like grieving on the go. Like, yeah, I'm grieving, but we still got to do this shit, and that's the conditioned mindset mm. of like having to be able to compartmentalize mm. and put the feelings to the side so that you could still do what you got to do. Mm. Um, is that healthy? No. <laughs> well, we don't know. Or, or yeah, we don't. I mean, it might be, it might be, but I also just have been sitting with myself cause I took, I already had the time off. Oh, for the right. past couple of days. And so even with those days off, there was still a lot happening. You know, I mentioned that my brother just had his baby. Right. And so while we're, you know, preparing for the homegoing of one relative, you know, another 
addition to the family is born in. And so it's this, these weird emotions where I'm just in this space right now of like thinking about life and death and our community and how we, how we experience death in so many ways. Mm. Right. But how we also experience life in so many ways, because the, the birth of another family member brings joy and brings, brings so much love. Right. We were visiting my niece and the nurses were saying, this baby has gotten so many, the most visitors we've ever seen in, in the hospital before. And we're like, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's normal. (laughs) This baby is Samoan, Tongan and Mexican, you know, like they're just, and we're all family oriented. Like that's just how, you know, we get down. That's how, that's how it is. And it's the same thing when we experience death, right? Like Mm -hmm. our family comes in and it's just like present and there and i was thinking about like how how we experience death a lot because in in the course of me working at ode yeah you know working in bhrs yeah i've lost so many people that my supervisor has has called that out to me wow where she was like you know you've lost a lot of people lost a lot of loved ones in this short amount of time you've been with us and, you know, wanting to offer up services that are available right. in terms of like counseling and therapy. And I haven't, you haven't taken, I haven't taken of advantage of it. Damn you D boy. Um, and I know I need to, but it's, it's, it's like another thing that needs to get done that I don't want to do, but, but that's right. That's neither here or there, but really just thinking about, how we experience loss with, uh, you know, with like either it's very violent death mm. where, you know, like our, young, our folks, our people are murdered. Yeah. Or because of health related issues. Yeah. Right. Very seldomly do we hear about people just passing naturally. Right. You know, just. They just slept their way to heaven mm-hmm. you know yeah you Into know heaven right um and just just even hearing some of the things that you know folks saying when they're grieving about like oh you know maybe this person's life was uh you know like it was supposed to happen this way we were only given time with them for such amount of time you know and this is this is the way that their life was supposed to be lived. And to me, that feels that feels wrong because that's not, I don't feel like their life is supposed to right. have been that way. I don't know. Yeah. I, it, it's, a, it's a lot uh, of, conf- I, I don't know if I'm making sense, but it's just a lot of confused feelings right. and a lot of ideas and thoughts. And I'm just trying to like pour it out because there's all these, yeah, there's all these thoughts. Because so many, we've lost so many people to violence. Mm. Um, and we've also lost a lot of people to health-related issues. And just thinking about API Heritage Month, you know, and thinking about our community as PIs, it's like how do how do these situations impact us? Right. And impact our mental health. I mean, kicking the ball to you, yeah. sis, you know, I, I know that like, you experienced um, 
the passing of a loved one as well. Right. And how did that, how did, how has that impacted you and, and it was your, your uh, best friend's mom, right? Yeah. One of my really, really close friend, Teresa Reese. Um, You know, this passing was a little bit different, you know, this passing her her mom has been battling with cancer, cancer for quite a few years. So, um, you know, I think from what I from what I heard or from what uh, my 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 friend told me, she said that it it, her passing was kind of prepared, you know, Mm. So, you know, because she has been on chemo for years and, you know, you know I don't know how the, the battle is with being on chemo for years, but I could just imagine it taking a huge toll on your body. Absolutely. Both mentally and physically. And, um, yeah, I think uh, the mom just, uh, my, my friend, she just recently had a baby. So her, 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 her son just turned one. So it was right after, shortly right after her son turning one. Um, her mom just felt like, I think I, I lived enough, you know, I wanted to hang on and see my grandson, you know, at least live long enough to be there for his one year. Mm -hmm. And it was shortly after that where she made the decision of wanting to get all, be taken off chemo, you know? So, um, that was a huge decision and, and, you know, the family was okay with it because they didn't want the mom to just suffer and go through that and you know what I really loved um from talking to Reese was um that she said that her and her mom they prepared you know they were prepared for it they went shot they you know they got the outfit ready got the whole funeral arrangements mm-hmm. they talked about it so everything was set for when she for when uh, her mom passes she can everything will be taken care of and you know, like usually when I go to funerals, things are like heavy, you know, people are crying, everyone's just to themselves and it's just, you know, you can tell, you can sense the weight of like the grieving at a, a funeral service if when you go to one. This one was different. Yeah. This one was like, just, there was a lot of peace. There was a lot of, you know, there was still joy, but there was still mourning happening because, you know you're dealing with a loss right. period, you know? So that, that, that was still in the air, that energy. But for the most part, there was love passing around acceptance. Mm-hmm. We've accepted what has happened. Right. We know that she's no longer here. She's in a better place, but we were all prepared. I feel like knowing that the family was prepared, that part right there was the greatest, you know, the greatest thing to, it just helped just kind of look at that funeral from a lighter lens, you know, right. versus not being prepared. Mm-hmm. Like you guys were not prepared for that loss. Now that funeral is, I can imagine what that funeral is going to look like mm-hmm. versus uh, my, my best friend's family, her fa- their family was prepared, which led us to be prepared for it. The church was prepared. Everyone came there prepared yeah. and excited and that I mean, these are two different experiences from two different um, from two different lens. I came from a funeral service that they were prepared yeah. for this passing, versus you are about to enter into a funeral service that was not prepared. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, so I I really didn't battle too much with, you know, as far as emotionally. I mean, it, the loss alone is a tough one. When I found out when she kind of sent out a text saying that, hey, her mom passed away. These are the funeral arrangements. You know, I'm just like, wow. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, I'm happy for her. You know, I'm happy yeah. for the family because they're happy that the mom is in a better place. So Right. And I feel like, yeah, even though the situations are different, it's all about the framing, right? Yeah. I guess it's about the framing of the grief and the loss. Absolutely. Um, because what was interesting, just being able to visit with, you know, our family and especially his parents, um, Exodus's parents, and to see, to see what his what Exodus's mom had to say on the news, um, the news spot. Yeah, that I seen on on one of my relatives' uh, IG stories was that she was she was content and she was happy and grateful that she knows that in his last moments of life that he was with family that loved over him. I love that. Wow. That, that prayed over him. Wow. Um, and that she's rejoicing in the fact that her son is in heaven. Mm. You know, dancing on the the golden streets of heaven up there and I love it. And so she you know, just a like how she's framing this from a forgiving. Very forgiving um standpoint and you know, just also saying that like if his if her son's life is what was needed to be able to make a change in the community, then so be it. Right. Because that's something that's so that's something that happens a lot there. Mm. You know what I mean? In Carson, in SoCal, it's just that culture of like violence right. and, you know, like an eye for an eye type of thing where, you know, folks are just like I said earlier, folks is going around hating and just blasting on everybody from being from different hoods, different sets, wearing different colors. And for her to say if like this is what it takes to make a change, if my son's life is what it what it was meant to be, then so be it. Like, damn. You know, like there's power in that. There is, yeah. Because you can you can choose you know, like they could choose to not be that way. They could choose to you know, like this is gotta this is this got to break people. You know what I mean? Because this is their son. You would imagine or think that it would be something different. Yeah. It's, I mean, from my my assumption, because I've never had to do either, but, like, to bury your parents versus burying your child, it's got to be, it's got to be totally something different. Yeah. And what I take away from, like, what we're about to enter into with um, Exodus's services, yeah. you know, his home going, and what you were just what you were just speaking about in terms of um, the homegoing celebration of yeah. your mom's of your friend's mom, like that's what we have to look at it as, right? As like, however they were taken out of this world, that's one thing, but their life is what we need to celebrate. Yes, their life is what we need to encourage us and motivate us to make every 
every minute, every second, every moment count. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Wow. Be- because things can just be can be taken away from you in an instant. And so just thinking about how we treat life, how we treat death, like, we got to make it count. I really love the, um, how p- spiritually just, uh, just in tune the mom. What's her name? Venetia. Venetia. She sounds like a very spiritual woman. Very, yes. And um, the fact that she's really shifting the perspective. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from the mom. Like, I think we... Everyone is probably expecting the mom to just think vengeance, think, you know, payback, think anger, think all this. But she's coming from a very empathetic, compassionate place, you know, and I, I'm i very grateful for women like her, people like her that speak from, um, I don't know, because even when you're hurt, you can still speak from love. From mm-hmm. a loving place, and like mm-hmm. for her to speak from a place of um, just love and speak from a place of forgiveness, it um, it really does encourage. Because I'm encouraged, I'm really encouraged about how powerful, like that little story that you said about how she forgave and how she shared a little testimony about forgiving, you know, and letting yeah. go. Like that's not very common. Like there are little tedious things that we do here that we can't even forgive you know You're right and that is hold grudges yeah we hold grudges and it affects us emotionally it affects us mentally even physically like there are people who are who've held on to who've been very resentful over the years and holding on to shit and it's you can see how it's affecting them and yet something like this so tragic but yet she is like just putting it out there like hey there's another way we can look at this and, i know and you know what's crazy is that exodus you know when i think of exodus i think of the, the bible obviously and the exodus in the bible it's it literally uh i don't know if it's i think it's the greek it's the hebrew translation but of exit yeah so you know when you think and it's when the israelites exit from a place of slavery mm. and it's like i just think of like his exit from this world into like this, the way he exited, whether it was a bad exit, a very devastating exit. It's just the, how the, how the family is really closing his exit and just really making it, turning the bad into good and just speaking from a place of like, Hey, there's hope in this tragic moment and this is how we view it. And this is what we know that God's plan and, uh, you know, like this whole concept of God's plan of like him leaving at this age might be hard for a lot of people because it's not, everyone can understand. Everyone has different understandings of it, but I really love how she uh, just kind of gave that those closing words because forgiveness is huge. Forgiveness is hard. And, like I said, forgiveness is uh, not for not for the not for the other person's benefits for ourselves, you know. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, thank you for bringing that up because um, one of Exodus's um, mama aunties wrote a beautiful uh, post about him, where 
explaining that his name meant departure. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that I think Exodus is the second second book. book yeah. And Exodus was the second son to Trent and Venetia. Okay. And so is that co- why he was called Exodus or is this I, I just I don't know the reason. Coincidence. Okay. I don't know the reason, um, but I'm pretty sure it was intentional. Wow. Um, and just correlating those things with, you know, just his home going. It's departure. I love that. Yeah. It's all, you know, it's just. The framing in it, it all How being, poetic. <laughs> yeah, it all being wrapped up in this, this like, um, this journey, yeah, this journey of his home, and so. Tell you what the Bible says: what the enemy meant for bad, that God will turn it into, God will make it for the good. You know, yeah. and um, again, to some, it will be hard for them to fathom that concept of like really <laughs> like god how can you turn that devastating event into good but right it'll hit people differently in different times and i think it just you know just to really like conclude this is that what i feel like i'm taking away from this conversation that we've gone everywhere <laughs> you know we've gone everywhere with this is that you know for life right we we need to make it count mm. and to think um like we need to do we we need to live live it up right mm-hmm. and and live our best life thinking back to something that we were talking about with Ty you know a few weeks ago was that i really liked what he said about um, um having you know just folks in his family go to the grave empty, empty right. right and really just living their life to their best ability um, tapping into their potential right. and doing things and going after things that they've wanted because so many of these graves and these lives that have been taken have been full of promise and full of, you know, um, missed opportunities or, or, you know, maybe not the right way to say it, but like wasted talent. Oh, yeah. Right. And so just really going into the grave empty and ha- having lived your best life, whatever that means for you, like, like we got to make it count. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And to think about the ways in which we're losing folks in our community, we need to speak speak up about it, and we need to work against it mm. because we keep losing our our loved ones to violence. We keep lo- losing our loved ones to health conditions. And how do we how do we make it? So that that's not the case, right? Right, yeah. I don't know. And that's that's probably not even the right question to ask, but it's just how do we address this and how do we make the quality of life better Yeah. for the generations still here and coming? Right. <sighs> that's facts. I really love what, uh, yeah, because that was a, that shook us when Ty shared, like, you know, like, I'm trying to leave, you know, go to the grave empty. And I was like, what? Say that again, Ty? <laughs> Run that back that one more mean? time? <laughs> and that's absolutely true, you know. Like, I feel like I want to just stop operating in the normal. Like, my a lot of the things that I have been conditioned to do. I am now trying to unlearn it, you know, mm-hmm. like thinking that life is all about just, you know, having a career, having a family, living regular. But it, I feel like life is way more than that. And I think it 
there's a lot of things that I'm just now working on internally and about like really just trying to fully, fully grasp the definition of love and love in every way possible from self to others, you know, and there are just a lot of things that I'm trying to like work on in my life. And that right there is one of the things that I'm just like, I want to leave here is like everything that I work on internally, I want to pour out and give and go to the grave empty. I don't give a shit about my, you know, the, the material things. Like those are not the things I want to leave behind at all. Every thing that I want to leave legacy is what how you how people see me love how people see me you know react how people see me give you know in emotional and spiritual ways you know yeah I feel like those are the things I want to leave behind but um yeah, this conversation was kind of over the place. That's because we've been gone and we just wanted to come here and use this as a venting session. <laughs> and that's and that's what processing and a looks process. Like. Yeah, this this was a live process session for real. But and, yeah, yeah, you know, I just I really want to give my love, send all my love and condolences to Trent and Venetia. Yes, and to his siblings Christian, Beja, Judah, and. Corinthia mm. and wow. just the whole entire family because everybody is so impacted by it. But we're preparing, y'all. You yeah. know, we're gonna send this boy home yeah. in style. Yeah. Fly just style as he was. Yeah. Um and yeah, just to just to everyone out there who is dealing with loved ones who may be sick or going through trying times, I know that it can be also trying on you as an individual, right? Because yeah. living with folks and really caring for folks is a whole nother thing on top Absolutely, of... Absolutely, yeah. On top of the grief that will come, right? Yeah. And, you know, just thinking about the healing paint sessions that have just happened and a lot of folks saying, oh my gosh, I didn't know how much I needed this. We need more spaces like this more often. Painting and creating and really just being... um artsy fartsy yeah, right is yeah. oh, is a is a great way for us to channel yep. these emotions and mm-hmm. this energy yeah, yeah you know so i encourage folks to go out and just grab some canvases or grab some paint whatever you know grab yeah. some paper and just let that shit pour out yeah even if it's writing pick or up an instrument pick up a music pen, yes do something do something that you can trans you know transfer that energy to towards something that can express what yeah, you're even you know, journaling feeling. right yeah because sometimes it's hard to just talk and have these conversations right yeah. sometimes we need to create absolutely and do these things and you know this can also be a way that we grieve yeah and so that's true Whew. oh man i know all right let's just land that plane right there <laughs> it's all off Gosh. <laughs> it's all off but um bex how are you gonna take care of yourself this week oh man i am going to the monastery I have been doing that every week. Nice. I love it. I'm trying to like I said, I'm in a I'm in a whole different headspace right now. You know, I'm all about really just trying to channel in to this spiritual, just more rooted and grounded in just who she is as a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm gonna do. Just do a lot of self um self reflection, self love, self care and yeah. What about you? 
Mm. I don't know. I don't know yet. Mm. I I could come up with something that sounds good, but I honestly don't know. And I'll just leave that right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you I don't know lot. how I'm going to take care of myself, but I will make sure that if there's something that I want to do, I'll do it. Like, I was yeah. just thinking maybe go to a movie by myself mm. or just watch some movies Something will come up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll figure it out. But I have a gift coming to you tomorrow that I feel like might <laughs> might take me into the clouds. The of your mindset. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. man, right on. Hey, listen, uh, just really quick, we have we have some great things coming up for the summer. Even for the rest of this month, we will be talking about mental health awareness month and even the API. We want to just kind of um, have discussions about that. Um, we t- we just decided for this week we wanted to just use this time just to process. Uh, Debo and I just uh, we love to talk uh, to you guys, and we like to talk through our thoughts, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we want to update you guys on where we are in life, where we are in our heads, and just um, you guys are family to us. So we just like to use we want we felt like we wanted to use this time to really just unpack and allow you guys into our world you know yeah. but we have a lot of great things in store coming up in the next few episodes we also have some guests some cool guests coming in so um we're excited things are changing we've been going through a lot of changes even with our studio and even just with life everything's just been changing but there's some good things coming up so we're excited to share that with you guys for this summer yes yeah, stay tapped in y'all stay tapped in all right y'all take care uh yeah enjoy the rest of the week peace love and happiness peace this episode is brought to you by lola kuule tortolero lasky and cynthia mcpeak thank you for your generous donation and support for this podcast